0: Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Museum's podcast. In this episode, we'll hear Glasgow Museum's social history curator, Isabel MacDonald, in conversation with Bangladeshi Association president, Dr. Tariq Abdullah, and trustee of the Bangladesh Association, Dr. Saeed Khan, as they tell us about a wonderful collaborative project researching the story of the Alaska seafarers. So my name is Isabel MacDonald and I'm a curator of social history with Glasgow Museums and I'm here today to chat to two members from the Bangladesh Association Glasgow about a really great project that we've been working on together um, for the last couple of years. So I'm going to ask both of you to introduce yourselves and say something about the Bangladesh Association and um, what you've been doing and something about the project. So who'd like to start?
1: Well, um, I'm uh, Tariq Abdullah, I'm the president and also a trustee member of uh, Bangladesh Association Glasgow and um, my um, colleague and friend with me.
2: I'm Saif Khan, I'm a trustee and ex-president of Bangladesh Association Glasgow. Uh, Bangladesh Association Glasgow is a community organisation which has been in existence since 1971. Um, Initially it was started as a community organisation promoting awareness through various actions to get support for the war of independence during those days. Then it gradually flourished to help the community members with their various issues. The present edition of the gener- of this organisation has taken up an active policy to engage with the greater community and with aim to create awareness of our distinct culture, language and social values in general.
0: And I know that you're really do a lot of cultural activities as well and I guess that's how you first became aware of this Lasker plaque for example through the language festival so um, do you think you could tell us about that and how you started working with
1: Glasgow Museums? Yes, um, his, to start a language festival in 2019 was a great initiative and um, it started with the Glasgow Live Glasgow Museums then uh, at the very first one and Then we continued every year. But it was um, during the third Glasgow Language Festival in 2021 that we came to know about this Lasker plaque. Yes, and Bangladesh Association in Glasgow did a lot of cultural events, but uh, but it is the third Glasgow Language Festival um, was the time we came to know know about this Lasker plaque. And uh, the discovery uh, of the plaque um, uh, which was also written in Bengali, uh, um, I mean the text was written in Bengali and English, uh, but it was the Bengali language we're still uh, trying to find out what the meaning of it. The plaque was found in the key, as we are told by the museum, and um, that initiated um, some research work um, on Lasker's heritage, um, and um, how um, we are taking it further, particularly in the recent times. Um, and um, we have some initial discussion about the finding the meaning of the sentence um, particularly the Bangla text um, and uh, then Isabel, yourself and also Emily approach uh, Saif and myself to um, engage in this project um, to
2: take the research work further and how the committee members can get involved with their some cultural uh, activities. Yeah, I remember that day when we saw, when I saw that plaque in the online event and it took me because a complete surprise to see something written in Bangla um, uh, and it was found in the Glasgow docks, we were told on the day. Uh, personally, I had no idea who the Luskers were uh, apart from a vague reference once I read in a, I think in a Sherlock Holmes story where there was a character of Lusker mentioned um, many, many moons ago, uh, but I didn't actually even cultivated it or discover what it was. But now we know now that Luskers uh, was a kind of like an umbrella term uh, used to designate all the people who did the menial jobs of running a ship, but had no role in commandeering it. Um, these were a band of people recruited from different colonies of Europeans uh, to serve in their ships. Uh, in British Martin navy, a big segment of them came from region of Bangladesh called Silet and that's when we discovered through our research, isn't it, Derek? Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: And um, But originally uh, the word alaskar um, was used uh, in Arabs and in yeah. Persia yeah. where they used it for the soldiers mm-hmm. and there's nothing to do with the seafarers, seafarers or the yeah. But um, you know how language um, uh, or the word changes uh, when it gra- crosses the border and mm. goes to different communities, different mm. language speakers. When it came to this part of um, uh, in India, um, the term is generally used as uh, for the seafarers, mm. and. Um, and that's, and it's also called Nosh Noshkor or Laskar. Um, mm. Sometimes they use N instead mm. of L. Yeah. And yeah, it depends on which part of India you are from. Mm. And um, and we found that um, there are many Laskars who actually uh, travel from a particular part of India or the Bengal called Silad and Assam district, um, and um, and that's over the. Over the last many centuries, they travelled, mm. and we actually tried to find out why, in the first place, they had to move. Yeah, um, from their native land to foreign land, and uh, this is one of our research outcomes. Out yeah. And also, when we tried to decipher the meaning of um, um, that um, um, Bangla text, which is mm. written as um, Laskars only in mm. English, English, but the Bengali is. A hey KOM ANNA KHANI los So we know the most of the meaning of this sentence but KOM ANNA
2: this particular word we We're still trying to still try to find out the meaning we still haven't been able to uh, exact meaning of the word we still haven't uh, so it still remains a mystery. Yeah.
0: And perhaps we should just explain that the plaque originally was on a toilet block. And we've learned through our researches that different toilet blocks were set aside for different sailors from different regions. And that's something that came across very strongly in the play that the Bangladesh Association put on um, in April 2022, really exploring that, that implicit racism and separation of of seamen coming into Glasgow that they received different facilities and on ships they were treated in different ways and paid at different rates also and what how did you find learning about that how did that affect you?
1: Yeah that's um, um, true um, based on our research I mean, uh, but also there is another uh, reason of uh, using the plaque in the toilet, uh, which is to provide the facilities. Because the locals who used to uh, work um, in this part of the country or in the shape, they use uh, the squatting toilet. Mm-hmm. And that uh, facilities uh, are not used in, in the larger mainstream um, community, community mm-hmm. in, in in this country. And uh, so this is another reason. And, um we actually ex- uh, explored that and we asked uh, some um, academicians and scholars, particularly um Mr. Jaffer, Alan Jaffer, who also wrote a book on the Losters. Um and um, also um in our seminar um in uh, June last year, where we um invited um, some speakers, we had a discussion amongst ourselves and what it could be. Yes, that's true that it uh, indicates a discrimination separating the lusters from uh, the other people but also it is to provide the facilities, the right facilities to the right people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah so there's a I mean there's two way of looking at it as as you mentioned. yeah Obviously there's an element of racism and segregation is there but on the other hand um, the company is also trying to provide Uh, tailor-made facilities for different groups of people that are coming with different type of customs. They have got different, for example, most of the Laskers from Bangladesh were Muslims. And and so they have got own way of performing their prayers and absolution um, uh, is is an important part of it. So having that kind of a facility is also very important for them. there's a two way of looking at it. And what I find always that we tend to look at history from our set of values, from our set of times, whether it is actually correct in other times. Of course, their there universal set of values always apply to everywhere, but uh, across time and across society, that's, that's absolutely correct. But then again, we have to take into account the particular circumstances as well. so yeah. yeah
0: you're quite right. could Could you tell us some more about the play and how that came to be and and everything about it, really?
1: Yeah, it was um when you um, approached us at the um, at the beginning and um, asked us what we can do together with the museum and the Bangladeshi community and the various things that came to our mind, but um, that time to plan um, a play like this was uh, very optimistic, particularly when um, we are still on a lockdown situation, um, but we thought that, um, at least we tried, because we felt that if, if we can involve uh, the community people to tell the stories of their ancestors, um, that is probably the best way to um, represent um, the Alaska's intangible heritage. And, um, and that's why we planned that. And uh, I, I was quite lucky that um, when I approached your committee members there is a continuous, overwhelming uh, interest um, was found and people came and told, okay I want to be part of a part of it I want to tell the story and those people are not lusters they have nothing to do with the sea um, um uh, seafaring um and, um except few of them and but um, they wanted to play uh, the roles of the lusters so basically the um the the concept of the drama is based on our research outcome, yeah. uh, what were we found on the research, particularly why the philosophers uh, came uh, and chose this uh, profession and um, uh, what um, the phase during um, uh, the <coughs> sea life, particularly in the ship and also in the land. And what happened when uh, they settled in this um, island uh, in, the, in the UK um, and what they faced, was
2: there any discrimination, uh, is there any, dis- any um, uh, difficulty
1: in settling um, in the current place, so we actually showed those in the drama and uh, there is, the whole drama is like poetic, um, it's is also a musical drama and, um, and that's quite interesting and we uh, received lots of uh, positive feedback after the drama and it was staged on uh, in a tall shape, which is. Uh, we all know is at uh, Glenly, our township in Glasgow, and uh, we chose this ship because we found perhaps this is one of those ships where Lasker seems to work, and, um, and it worked very well.
0: I must say, it was really atmospheric and it was a, a fantastic experience. I- I've never experienced anything like that. It was really great, and I, I think you're going to to be able to publish the script of the play this year as well?
1: That's right. Uh, by the end of the month, um, with uh, all the photographs and um, the scripts uh, will be available um, uh, for people. Um, and um, uh, with also some research work, um, particularly uh, why each scene is chosen. Um, so there's a little bit of description on that uh, based on the research. Yeah. Uh, I think- the, the structure of the drama was very unique um, because uh, it's
2: it Tarek's brainchild and he kind of structure on that particular, the particular points or as he describes. But the community participation was incredible because um, unlike normal drama process, this wasn't done in a normal process. We were coming out of pandemic. People were very apprehensive about engaging again, coming out of their house. Um, Tarek had a basic structure prepared. In fact, I think it was only one or two act were initially written when we started the rehearsal and 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 he was kind of writing it as the artists who were performing it was providing feedback to him so and providing ideas for it as well. So it was, it became a more of a two-way conversation. Um, Tarek had the idea, the structure in his head, that this is how it's going to be. But at the same time, he was being fed how it is working, how is it going from, as the rehearsal went on. And he was writing with the feedback that was being given to him. And the feedback was not only given by the artists, but it was also given by our director who was in Bangladesh. So there was, it was a, tremendous creative period of that few weeks where the drama was being created as it went on. so it was a unique experience it, uh, for me at least I mean and even towards the end, um, we had musicians uh, a musician from Hyderabad who created original compositions to suit. The drama as we felt that would individual segments of pieces of music of different based on different runs which with, with the mood that evokes the scene that was done we included a local Scottish band to create a sea shanty which we used at the start of the drama so it was a it was a fantastic creative endeavor from from input from 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 artists of different country, different uh, uh, areas, w- which eventually created this whole uh, piece. So, uh, for for me, it is an incredible journey to have Townsley.
1: Yes, and also I like to mention about National Theatre's company's Contribution. Um, we did drama before and they always yep. supported us, and this time they... Supported, uh, particularly yeah. uh, on the on the te- the, technical the technical side, side of, yeah. with audio, visual, music, and um, with the cameras, um, because we actually uh, recorded all uh, the drama from uh, three different uh, cameras and uh, the camera. mm-hmm. um, and that is also provided by um, another um, uh, film group. Um, but yes, uh, the National Theatre of Scotland. Uh, provided uh, very good support um, throughout.
2: Yeah, even uh, one of our artists was very good in handyman things. He was creating props, right, left and center, whenever we were asking anything. He was creating things at his home and bringing them the next day. So it was just, it was, it was, it was, the energy was incredible, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yes, and you probably remember that um, you showed us on sketch of the costume, um, which were um, used in, um, uh, by the original Oscars in the past,
0: um, and uh, we uh, designed the costumes um, based on um, your um, finding Yeah, they were based on, I think, the costumes worn by the P&O staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I seem to remember you saying that we've mentioned the pandemic, that this was one of the. A big project that we, we did coming out of the pandemic and it really um brought the community together do would could you say something about that you know how it helped to sort of i don't know develop cohesion a bit after everyone being alone for so long
1: yeah that was difficult um because when we originally set um to uh, the date uh, to stage the drama that was uh, probably in February uh, during our language festival uh, week. Unfortunately, that was um, uh, a lockdown period and we had to delay this till May. So we ran the Language Festival online again mm-hmm. for the second time. Um, in the end of the May, when, when the lockdown was over, then we staged the drama. It was uh, very difficult to um, uh, rehearse for the drama and also bring the people together. Um, because what we felt during the period and still now, um, which is uh, some um, something has permanently changed mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. People like to meet online; they don't want to uh, go outside. Even our drama artists, they wanted to hear the drama online, mm-hmm. and uh, which is which is not always possible um, uh, for the for for the theater art. So we have to mm-hmm. encourage them to go out. But after that, I mean they have to the initiative mm-hmm. by themselves and um even I couldn't go there, but uh, they're uh going someplace by themselves and doing some else by by themselves. Mm-hmm. So um I think there's something in this story, um something in, in Bangladeshi community, um which resonated. Which actually yes, yeah. which actually uh, made them to go out and do uh, this uh, drama and enthusiasm, uh, which is quite unique. And I still couldn't actually uh, figure out yeah. what actually made us
2: um, so much um,
1: um, enthusiastic. I think,
2: I think and part of it is it. that. I think part of it that Bangladesh is in general, in that part, that region, Bengal uh, as a whole, uh, uh, the people of that region are generally culturally minded. Yeah. Runs in our DNA, I think, and when this opportunity came for us to create something like this, uh, and after the pandemic period, we were state-imposed hibernation, forced hibernation that we 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 had to endure. I think that this this project at it arrived at a very in that very critical time when things were just easing off, and 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 yes as Tarek said we have to encourage people initially but once they got out they they became fully uh fully engrossed in it um and why this extent is the Tarek and I have always kind of always wondered that what happened to these people why they became so passionate about about doing this thing we still can't really pinpoint why did that happened like that but um but but I think I suppose it got the their creative juices flowing again, and I I'm certainly think it it has a huge impact on their mental health well-being. Definitely, uh, it, it, it it improved um, them in that sense. Um, personally, for me to become aware that my relationship as a first generation immigrant to Scotland, a place of bad weather, constant bad weather, and <laughs> and but fantastic, the unbelievable, natural beauty. Um, that my relationship actually goes back centuries um, than uh, as a first-generation immigration. Um, and it makes me probably feel more at home now since I've done this project and came to know about these people who came to these shores. So this is kind of my, I suppose, my personal <laughs> reflection on, on, on participating in this uh, project exactly
1: the same explanation we got from the artist um, after the play uh, we actually reached uh, the artist again and asked um, how do you feel uh, playing in this role um, and because you have to change like any actor or actress you know, they have to change completely uh, to put thems- themselves in Lasker's shoe. Mm-hmm. and this also the timeline is different mm-hmm. um, and Almost all of them gave almost a similar answer which is they felt that the story of the lost girls is uh, still uh, relevant today mm. particularly in their own life right. mm-hmm. because they may, they, mm-hmm. they may not travel um, travelled uh, by a ship yeah. but maybe with a plane or a different route but yeah. they felt the Migration in this country um, The journey that I, they took yeah, individually exactly. yeah,
2: Kind of reflects to their, the Laskars journey as well. Yes. Maybe not in yes. that Luster's context, Luster's. context In that time, but but in terms of the thematically uh, Conceptually, uh, they could relate to that very easily. Yeah. Yes,
1: and that's why they are calling themselves the present generation Luster's. Luster's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're proudly
2: <laughs> calling themselves and it's not that they're, they're proud of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's just great
0: to hear. Um, I mean, one of the things that I found fascinating was the that day when we invited present-day seamen and mariners to come to Kelvin Grove and talk about their own experiences and, and, and talk about the Alaska heritage in Scotland because I don't know anything about the sea or sailing and it was great to hear them saying things like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 100 years ago or today, there are still things that you have to you know, you're away from home for a long time, you're not seeing your family, you've got all the dangers of being at sea and putting it into that context, even when they were saying, well, we're not Laskers, we don't work the way they used to work, but there are still all these things that are the same in our working lives. I found that great, but it was it was a great day and I was so glad that you had suggested it, but I wondered what, what did you take out of that day or what did you learn that you haven't um,
2: Never before or thought sort of before. Oh, I mean, I came to know about lusters, as I mm. said. I mean, in, in in before that, I had no idea who mm. these people were. So for me, it's a completely new uh, a new discovery of a people. I I have always been a bit of an archaeology history geek. For me, the gain is that learning about the land and my finding my relationship to my adopted country uh, in a new focus or new telescope, mm-hmm. a new vista. Um yeah that, that's yeah. my that's my personal game I suppose.
1: <laughs> yeah, regarding the mariners I think um that was a re- very good uh, initiative to engage them and until uh, and now they are um, they are just part of um, our project and um because while we're doing this drama we ourselves and doing uh, some research work um so it just came to your mind that we have got a good number of community members who is actually working as a mariner, uh, who used to work in the sea. Now they settle in um, in the shipping industry, um, based on land, and, um, and they're they're a very good group. And none of them actually working as a lascar no. or and, or able-bodied seaman oh. than uh, what lascars are called, but. Um, they know the sea life Mm -hmm. so I cannot imagine how a seafarer will feel um, staying in the ship traveling in the ship for months and months because I'm a land person Mm -hmm. throughout my life Mm -hmm. Um, so I found there is a gap when I was writing the play there was a gap I'm not getting that Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to reach to those people who actually faced um, the similar challenges. And, um, and that is the very reason, in the first place, um, I thought, OK, let's invite them, listen from them, what they feel. And when we, when we met them, of course, I mean, lots of element uh, from that uh, drama, from the concept of the drama came, came from, from there. there. Yeah. Um, the emotions, their life, uh, what they feel in the present day. Mm -hmm. But there are even more, the more um, places came and that is taking our project in in other directions, Mm -hmm. which is
2: really interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And it it was at that, that Mariners seminar that we met some of the people or started discussing things that we then brought into the final seminar last year. Mm. And when we tried our very ambitious link up with Bangladesh. Yeah. Um. But I know since, since that um, seminar, we've moved on to do part two of the project and that you did filming Tarek over Christmas in Bangladesh. And I actually met some of the mariners who we tried to link up on uh, online with. Um. So would you like to say some more about the filming you've been doing and what part two is going to be? Yeah,
1: still is uh, ongoing and uh, we are going for the post-production um, in May and uh, we are planning to show uh, the film and, uh, in June, hopefully before the school holiday starts. So we June we are planning to uh, do that. What we did so far uh, in e- exchange project one and part, also uh, part of part Part of two that I am showing in the documentary and um, and pretty much like a chronological order. So setup is quite simple uh, and there will be uh, and still we are interviewing um,
2: uh, quite a good number of people. That like is seventeen people and uh, including um,
1: yourself and Emily and Saif as a researcher, also some mariner, particularly um, Saif who who is a mariner representative. We are interviewing. Um, planning to interview uh, archivists from the Kaiser Foundation uh, and uh, we um, are interviewing many other people who are involved in the drama. Uh, I haven't mentioned Sudip's names. Sudip Chakraborty is an amazing, a very creative person. He's an academician, a uh, theatrist uh, working in Bangladesh, you know, in the University in the University. So he will also be interviewing He also be interviewed um, on on this project, on on the documentary. So, on the the part one is basically how it is initiated, um, and uh, what are the research work we did, what are the outcome, and based on those outcomes how this play was produced, and some critic. um, about uh, the play particularly, I actually asked uh, Duncan Dornan, who's head of the museum, and he thankfully agreed to Simon, who do some pretty and simon mm-hmm. um, through the works on uh, organization called The Mrs. Service uh, Space, uh, which someone used to work in the National Theatre School so, uh, and many other people in the so they, On the second part um, of the documentary will be about present day Losters, particularly the current manners. Um, way to fix our sun. And the third part is set in Bangladesh, where the Losters came from. So I went to uh, the common people asking the meaning of the plaque, because sometimes some of the wars probably is getting lost, probably some old people can still remember. So I found some random people, but at the same time, I actually went to different places, particularly a station where the similar fact was seen um, diligently. Also, I interviewed um, a late generation hospital, Mr. Fatah, who, um, who uh, was an able bodied seaman who is retired now. Um, and also, I interviewed uh, Mr. Choudhury. So, Mr. Choudhury is um, um, currently retired, but used to work in the shipping industry, uh, where uh, he, one of his uh, job was to recruit the bodied men. Last person, and there's an interesting um, information and uh, interesting, interesting discussion we had. So the final part, we are actually summarizing the whole research work, and, and that will be the end of the documentary And interestingly, oh. there's another last plaque was found we just came to know when in London. You, said, well, you went to London um, or something uh, a, in a meeting and you came to know about this last book. Uh,
2: so maybe f- the story won't be carrying
1: <laughs> <long>. on. Yes <laughs> but we are not using that in part of the documentary but we at least mentioned that and maybe in the future some scope of our research. Um, so this is all about the documentary and there will be um, there's some animation will be there some music there's some composer that we hired and it can be done professionally by a professional filmmaker. Um, so yeah, that's uh, all about the that It's going
0: to be great. Um, I mean one of the things I had wondered about the project was sort of unexpected outcomes you, because when you set out you think this is what I'll do and then things pop up all over the place and for me Probably the most unexpected outcome was uh, Mr. Fattah and his shop but I d- would you like to talk about that, do Science you think? Biology. or
2: um, Well, um, that was one of the, uh, I would say, one of the most tangible outcomes that we've had. We had two seminars as we were turning. The first one was with the mariners with the of Bangladesh origin and then we had the academic seminar after the drama. And uh, and it was very generous of all the participants who came to the seminar and spoke and they they kind of uh, contributed their remunerations towards a fund, which then we have now utilized to help this uh, retired plaster gentleman uh, and to helping him to create a shop. Uh, which she's now um, opened up a shop and he's uh, named it as. Uh, Glenline Glen store. store, isn't it? So he's re- he remembers his uh, employers very fondly and uh, has named the shop uh, in that, and he's earning a decent living and his life is better. So, mm-hmm. certainly, I mean, I mean, all the stuff that we have um, generated out of the project, this is probably one of the most rewarding thing that we can have.
1: Well, um, I think. What is an unexpected outcome? That's unexpected, but it's a positive outcome. Yes, yes. of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yes. Yeah, of course. And, um, uh, and there are lots of different outcomes from the research we came across. Particularly, we start with one research or one or two research question, but when you do further research, the more question develops, and um, arrives, and to explore that to get a new outcome is also I consider this an unexpected outcome. Particularly, um, we started with um, the background text What is the meaning of it and then we came to meet different people, the mariners, the artists and their experiences and also this text what does this exactly mean, not only is it literally meaning but um, what is meaning in the social context, we also already talked about that like, what's that only does it says discrimination or does it says Providing facilities, and this can be both. Uh, and I, when I went to interview Mr. Fata and um, many other people, they didn't actually speak of more, uh, much about the discrimination. They um, they more talked about facilities. Yeah. But we know that discrimination was there because that is also found all our um, uh, researchers into uh, the news archive and uh, film archive, and uh, so. Uh, so many um, uh, sources. But yes, um, answering your question, unexpected outcome was there, and if you carry on, I'm sure the more, more uh, unexpected outcome will be there, and the many of them are actually positive
2: outcomes. The other thing is that I think, um, I believe, Isabel and uh, Emily, when we were talking during our research uh, project, that museum is trying to. Find ways of reinterpreting or uh, uh, bringing the items that they have got into a more um, present context. Or uh, often the stories or descriptions that items have are not of the people who they originally belong to. The version of event or the description is there is a different version. Um, and I think museum is actively trying to encourage to reinterpret things and bring them to how it should be said. Um, I think what we have done could be one of the models the museum can utilize in future for uh, for telling the stories that museum items have. So that could be, and and I think it's very important because uh, history is always there for us history doesn't is not there history can never be there because history brings us to us present and and it's part of also evolution part of what we are going to be so it's very important to tell these stories um, uh, and dissemination of the knowledge from history is extremely important in shaping future on a multi-dimensional level not just just the story itself but it, as Tarek has been saying there's a social social aspect of that black it, is it just racism or is it something else is there there is it's not it's just not always black and white there's always a huge amount of gray there um, so and i think it, it, and it, that's the important bit that we need to keep telling the story and this is probably one of the most one of the probably one of the tiny uh, successful
0: <laughs> ones. I mean, it's been great being able to take our time to explore the meanings of the plaque and the history of the plaque, having the time to look at all these different questions with yourselves and also all the other people we've reached out to at the Museum of London or the National Maritime Museum, the the Kaiser family archivist, all those people of. Offered different perspectives that I couldn't yeah. have found mm-hmm. um, necessarily. That's what I was saying. That it is
2: yeah. you, 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 you discover that multi-dimensional aspect yeah. of it, and 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 all the connections and all the mm. all the all, all the yeah the connections yeah. that that starts to evolve and grow. Yeah. Absolutely, it's fascinating.
0: I, I, ab- and when we were pulling together the academic um, seminar that we held in june last year i was amazed at how many people are actually researching these kind of topics Mm. and um even just in scotland not necessarily in the uk and how much is going on and it's great to it's great to have that time and i'm very grateful to the funders of the exchange project to to give us the funding that allows us to have really done all this work because it's an opportunity that doesn't always come along I have to say, so it's been great, and for me, I've I've learned so much. And um, also, we are planning to put an exhibition on about about the the history of Laskers in Scotland, and it will go into the Riverside Museum. I hope in twenty twenty four. I don't have a firm date yet, but what we've learned is that actually there are other objects in our collections that can connect this story. Um, For example, the bell from the Chitral, um, if you remember that story of the seaman who um, turned out he had smallpox in in Glasgow. um, And so there are different stories we can tell, but also having met the mariners, we want to think about what's going on today. It's just been a a fascinating learning journey for for us. And I suppose I should also say, as, as the second part of this project, we're hoping to pull a book together with contributions from both of you, from people who spoke at the seminar, and possibly from one or two other people as well. Um, so I think that book will be really great. It won't be a serious academic volume, but it will be pulling together all these different sorts of research that people are doing, along with artwork and photography, I'm really excited about that and about your film. These will both be long term outcomes plus the exhibition when we get that going. But I wondered what other legacies you feel might be coming out of this. Do you think that's enough?
1: (laughs) It's never enough. I think um, because history was there and there's a lot of untold stories. If we want to go further, it'll be endless. And um, and I think. we should tell more stories, we should explore more um, factual events uh, and uh, tell this to the people. Before I started working with museum, I never knew that the um, museum is not only uh, for exhibitions in the galleries and, uh, and, and arts, but it's also about reaching to the people. And then I did some more um, reading and I found that, is that intangible heritage, you cannot always show, you can sometimes, right? but the best way to uh, display or tell this to the people is um, by a documentary or a drama, or just simply telling to the people. Mm. And um, and there are stories there already, and uh, there, um, as I as mentioned, the Chitra Bell is there, and there are lots of people lots of stories involved there, and if you don't tell those, they'll lost forever. And uh, so this is our responsibility in the present day to to keep those alive, to keep the stories alive. And why is that? Because why history is so important? Because we learn from there, and uh, in the present day we reflect what we learn. What was in history is not all as glorious, <laughs> That's what we need to learn and we may need to change that for the to reshape the future. And, um, and that because this this is always there and history is always there and we are always at the scope of reflection and we are always at the scope to make our future better. And we need to carry on this work if
2: more scope is there. Yeah, I think Tarek has summarized it is, uh, I think the the main thing is about reshaping. And that's a key word that he has said that history is there. And that's what is very important because um, I've worked in this country for 20 years now. I've been in this country. So uh, I still see that in the greater community, awareness of who we are or what our story is, is very minimal. Very, very minimal. And so And 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 unless we we convey that to the wider community, as an immigrant, we will always feel a bit outsider, and acceptance won't be coming from the other side either. So I think as a as a this is coming from 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 my personal perspective is that that is the important bit about uh, telling these stories, and that's where the museum comes in uh, in a big way. Uh, I suppose, in telling these stories.
0: Well, thank you both. You were both really eloquent there and that really you're quite right in everything you've said. Is there anything else that we haven't covered that you're just burning to say about the project?
1: <laughs> no, I think um, I always want to thank uh, all the partners uh, involved. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the National Theatre Scotland for the technical support, mm-hmm. and particularly Paul Fitzgerald, uh, who uh, works in National Theatre Scotland, who gives will support um, doing uh, the drama production. Sunil uh, Chattamurthy from University, uh, worked as a creative director, also designing uh, the theatre, um, and, and all the casts, uh, the directors, uh, the drama. I must thank them. And also, Emily and Isabel Saif, uh, you have been um, excellent. Um, it, 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 was, it has been a good journey working with you um, doing this research work, and I learned so many things. Also, on the Mariners community in Glasgow for their um, uh, for their, um, contribution, um, telling their stories. I, I think I covered most of people, but if I miss anyone, I'm really sorry. But uh, yes, uh, I what I think want I think, obvious, I uh, think and plans. particularly the documentary that will be coming, yeah. I want everyone to watch that. It's a really good one. As I mentioned, it's a very simple. We try to make it simple,
2: but there are so many, so many elements there, yeah. um, so you never get bored. Yeah, I think yeah. as a as part of this organisation for the last ten years. Um, mm. I we have been very lucky, the friendship, the partnership that we have uh, gathered in in our uh, in in, my, in, in our, our 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 journey together has been tremendous, and I must be thankful to every one of them uh, that we've come across, uh, past and, and present, and hopefully in future uh, friends as well.
0: Thank you both very much. It's <laughs> been great. Cool. That's all we have time for in this episode of the Glass Museums podcast. If you've enjoyed and want to hear more, you can find more episodes available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts and on SoundCloud. Just search for Glass Museums. Until next time, thanks for listening.